be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Do it for your teammates, do it for the fan. Do it for your city, true ballers understand. You gotta work together, you gotta find a way. Put your body on the line and make that play. Be on the dugout. Lace them up and we run out. Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out. Put you on the mound like you don't wanna face this. Hit it so hard, you be running around the bases. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Be on the dugout. Well, I'm Kyoto Kato. Be on the dugout. And welcome to wherever you're listening from around the world. And of course, Aotearoa. Great to have you along here at Beyond the Dugout, a weekly podcast. We're up to episode number 29 here on the 29th of October, 2021. Chuck that in there because can't wait to hear it. 2031 one day. I'm Jason Gubis, aka Chopper. And with me, the ever charismatic, also winning pitcher this week. It is DC Damien Collins. Kia ora, brother. Kia ora, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another week. Episode 29 on the 29th of October. Happy birthday, my father, Kerry Collins. Well, a very pleasant birthday to you, sir. 66, I believe. Absolutely. Locking it in. Nice. That's a lot of candles. Well done. Well <laughs> done. Uh, Damien, uh, firstly, man, we got to have a game midweek yes, last night down here at Fraser Park in, in Wellington. Uh, under slightly inclement weather, but not too bad. You throw a whole game and hit a dinger? Please explain. Well, it was very tropical down at Fraser Park without without lights and diamond too. But um, yeah, we got a got a game against uh, Dodgers. Got five innings under my belt. Walked a couple, struck out a couple, and yeah, got a couple, couple RBIs in the third. Take the W. Dinger. Absolutely. I'm Damien Killens. <laughs> I hit dingers. Talk about dingers. At least one. Yeah, talking about dingers. Bud Gretchen O'Coin last week. What a home run she was. Yeah, she's a great, great um, young lady, that one. I say young because I'm much older. But um, yeah, she's doing great things, man. Um, it's a bit, a bit of a shame that she's lost a bit of a buzz to play the game at the moment. But um, her passion really is passing on that knowledge and um, helping out with her coaching at the moment. She's doing awesome things. She is indeed here in the 04, and um, and I see she's off to Invercargill to do a, se- a section down there um, with the with the crew down there. So that's good that she's spreading the uh, the knowledge of the game, mate. Hey, a new feature this week. Speaking of the south, bringing in our first uh, roving reporter all the way from uh, Christchurch. It is the Hammer Jackson. What Jackson? How you going, bud? Yeah, good boys. Good, good to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for agreeing, mate. You, yeah. you are by popular demand, and as well as us. Why no is it all? Yeah, why is that? Why did people want to hear from you? Oh, man, I don't know. Eh? I don't think the chat's that great. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, I think I would have a couple of beers. I might have the odd story that I've heard. Maybe that might be it. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think I need a bit of Dutch courage to get the good chat out. Uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Nothing wrong with a cold point any time of the day, my friend. Boy, uh, the competition down there, thick and fast. Uh, you guys have been into it for a few weeks. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's good this year. Um, we added a new team this year to our competition, so we've got six teams here, which is which is really good and healthy for um, Canterbury softball. Um, so Arkeys have joined this year after a bit of a hiatus. They were pretty strong back in the day. So um, Panisi Isifo's come back um, with a young team, which is really cool. So um, really good for our competition. Yeah, fantastic. Great to have Panisi uh, back in the game uh, and passing on that knowledge, dude. Um, is he on the hill as well? Yeah, man. Yeah, last weekend he was on the hill. And, um, yeah, he's still um, very sharp and he hasn't, he hasn't lost it. So... 
um, really good for, for us here, getting to face another, another quality pitcher. Fantastic. I remember back in the day, man, when uh, uh, the photographer would be at games and take a photo of him while he's delivering. I tell you what, you've got to Google it one time just to see the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. What, how's this competition been going, though? Yeah, man, yeah, it's good. I mean, um, I'm pretty competitive, which is really good. I mean, PCU's got um, – PCU, which is uh, – they've come second in the last few years, but um, they've got a good young team coming through, and you can tell they've done some work, and some of the young club guys have come through and breached in the premier years and actually making a bit of a statement in the, in the senior club which is really good to see. Um, Hallsville is still competitive and young, which is good. Um, Albion, you know, they've got Kevy on the hill and, and um, Chris Agnew, so they're, they're always, um, you know, a tough beat. And, and Kaipo's still spearheaded by um, Potter, you know, the old heads. So yep. they bring all the team together. And then, you know, we've still got our, our team, basically the same team from last year, which is really good. And, and Benny's looking good on the mound, so that means I don't have to pitch that much. So it, it's really good. <laughs> And how many are we going for in a row there, Jacko? Yeah, if we can uh, climb the old mountain again, it'll be six in a row, which should be really cool, man. It'll be awesome. That's a dynasty uh, for, for, for sure. sure, indeed. Uh, in saying that, bud, uh, maybe history repeats. First game of the season against your old foes, PCU Devils, and they get the wood over you. Yeah, mate. Look, uh, we seem to drop the first. I think it's been three seasons in a row we've dropped the first game to PCU. I mean, um, Look, it might be we might have to look at our preseason regime, mate. We're just coming off half cocks, to be fair, but now they um, they come out firing and, and um, took their opportunities a bit better than us and um, come through and, and yeah, they beat us again. But it is what it is, and it's always a good battle with them. They're um, it's uh, they're a very competitive side, and you know showed in the top eight last year and that sort of thing. So, no, it's good. Fantastic, mate. As far as the season structure, how does it work in Christchurch? Uh, well, yeah, um, so it's a bit different now. Probably more teams were playing less softball because you kind of got to share in the load. But, yeah. Um, it's just yeah, round robin. So maybe every second week you get a double header, that gotcha. sort of thing. Um, I mean, the cool thing now in, in Canterbury, I mean, um, Kaipoi's got their own brand new complex. Yeah. Um, their own diamonds just built out their nice Jasper Church diamonds. So that's really cool. And I know PCU's got one in the works as well. So, um, yeah, we're playing out at Kaipoi this weekend. So it's, um, kind of cool to get the opportunity not just playing at mainland to, yep. to go out to these teams ball car, ballparks and, and go into the club rooms and build a bit of culture afterwards as well yes. nice nice amen sounds good but sounds 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 good indeed who's on the hill for pcu this year um they've they got a few i mean but bailey hamilton's yep. back on the hill which is good you know he's a good juniors pitcher in his time and had a few years off but um he's back on there they've got um uh, Liam, a young fella, a young lefty. Um, uh, Quinn Wickens has come leaps and bounds, man. He's he's actually quite a quality pitcher. Um, so you know he, he pitched the NFC for counties last year. Yep. Um, and I'd say he's he's putting a good um, step forward for getting a Red Sox name this year. So nice. He's been throwing the ball really well and really consistent. So um, yeah, yeah, they're doing really well. Fantastic, man. Really, really, really good to hear. Well, we look forward to uh, to hearing more about what's happening with the Premier uh, scene uh, down there this year, of course. You, you had the um, Fastball 45 hit out uh, a pre-season, didn't you? How did that go? Yeah, mate. Yep, yep, yep. It was good. Yeah, Other than losing. Cool. I mean, we lost, <laughs> we lost the final. 
we we no hit the team and we lost the final. We got we got four hits and they got none and we lost the final. I guess that's basketball forty five for you, isn't it? It is. Wow. It is. It is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, but that's coming up in a few weeks' time, mate. The uh, the qualifier there, the Southern qualifier. How um, so? Who's qualified for that from Christchurch? Uh, so um, PCU ourselves, RKS, and I think it's Albion. Nice. You might have to fact check that, but I'm, right. I'm pretty sure it's Albion. All right, fantastic. We're looking forward to that, but I'm coming down for that one. So, um, I'm looking forward to that southern hospitality, as mm-hmm. they say. <laughs> Jack, just last yeah. question from me, mate. Um, how many uniforms are you guys rocking this year, mate? Um, we've got the same set, but we're, we're thinking about. They're retiring the whites because they kind of don't help the bigger guys, eh? They kind of situate the guts a bit. And, um, a few, a few of the boys that have the old meat pack through the middle of the order aren't too happy when they say we were in the white strip, even though we're wearing them this weekend. But we'll um, try them this weekend and we'll see how we go. We might have put some pounds on over the summer and we'll see them pretty clearly in the old white strip. Fair enough, fair enough. But hey, uh, the Premier Women's competition, have you had a chance to cast your eye over them? Yeah, I looked like I got to watch a bit at Fastball 45. Yeah. Um, Definitely, uh, Kaipui looked very strong, and and Sydney Kiru, definitely um, really good sides. I think um, Paulsville are right there as well. I mean, they've got a really good pitcher and Amy Big who's yes. in the White Sox scene. Yep. Um, so, and and the definitely you know Papanui um, had a move in coaching staff. So we've got Paul Delator and and Susie there. So, nice, um, really awesome for our our. Um, as Papanui to have them come in and, and um, just try and move us forward because it's all there for them, eh? Um, they've got a good pitcher in Brittany Terry's in the yep. um, New Zealand A squad yes. and some other really good players. So um, it's good to see some kind of Canterbury stalwarts giving back. They might not just be kind of their club growing through or going through. You know, they were probably United and PCU. I think, you know, Dealer was from Wellington, but it's pretty cool that they're trying to grow softball everywhere in Canterbury. So um, for us as a club in Canterbury, it should be pretty exciting that stuff you know it's great to see you guys uh, making headways mate five premier women's team in the competition this year and as you mentioned already six in the premier men's so looking forward to it thanks uh jacko look forward to catching up with you in a couple of weeks time and uh and seeing how things are developing no worries at all fellas thanks for having me cheers bud thanks bro catch us well, there you go, Damon. That's uh, Christchurch wrapped up. Obviously, no competition in the Wellington Intercity uh, this last weekend with it being um, Labor Weekend here. Mm. But I can uh, tell you, so nothing's changed with the with the points table for them. But competitions uh, this weekend, Hutt Valley Maris will take on Tawa. Tawa's the new Premier team this year. PK will take on Dodgers. That's at High Tai Tai Park. And Miramar will take on PCU, Porirua City United, who are very, very strong this year with Josh Pettit on the hill. So it'll be interesting to see how that one develops. On the Premier Women's side, Saints will take on Te Aroha. Now that is the Hutt Valley <laughs> battle, uh, the two top teams in the Valley. So that should be a, a good one. That's at Fraser um, this Saturday as well. Johnsonville will take on Mitama. Tawa take on Central uh, in the Premier Women's competition. So six men's, seven women's teams in those two respective competitions. It looks like it's going to be a good season in the 04. Oh yeah, mate! It is definitely shaping up to be. Hopefully, this um, weather changes and we get to play in fine Saturday tomorrow. Yeah. I'm off to Hooks Bay this weekend. Um, get to have a game with uh, with an old mate of mine, uh, type thing. Maybe the young fellow get a game with kids softball as well. Nice. Um, so I'll find out what's happening up there and bring that report back next week. 
Outstanding. Or maybe find a roving reporter. Roving reporter would go down just a treat, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Fantastic. I'll be looking forward to that, uh, my friend. Uh, dude, other sport, of course, the ABs last week took on USA 104 to 14. Um, some say, is that worth a trip? You know what? For the brand, of course it is. Oh, absolutely. And the way they played it as well. You know, they played like an exhibition game. They they did those offloads. They they. Yeah, they, they backed themselves to score some tries. And that's what the America turned up to see the All Blacks play. They didn't see, the, they didn't turn up to make, um, see the kicking game, what, what that game, you know, we had against South Africa a couple of weeks ago. But they, they put on a show. And, and what's the number one rule, bro? Don't laugh at our haka, G. Do not do that. <laughs> Don't do a, that. <laughs> try within like 60 seconds straight after the smile at the haka, didn't yeah. they? Uh, yeah, a, a big performance from the uh, from the All Blacks. Got to give props up to the United States. They're scoring yeah. two tries, one in the first half, one in the second half. For them, that's a big tick in the box. Absolutely. And it would have been, yeah, the, they'll tell their grandkids about the day that they scored a try, try against the All Blacks. Yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. AB's bigger foe this weekend, though, in Wales. Mm. Uh, they're over there. That game will kick off at quarter past five in the morning on Sunday. So uh, make sure you get home nice and early Saturday night so you can wake up for that one. Or if you like Damien, just stay up all night and, uh, and you'll be ready for the AB's at quarter past five. Well, it's... Saturday, early morning, Sunday, of course. Fair it's enough. Like softball season, isn't it? <laughs> it is deep. Cut my night short to watch the game. <laughs> well, no need to cut the short in the MLB, mate. It is the World Series time, baby. <laughs> Houston Astros taking on the Atlanta Braves. Got to say, I'm right behind the Braves in this one. Isn't everyone? <laughs> no? <laughs> mate, your, your son, pretty funny. Watching the yeah. uh, Dodgers uh, at, at uh, Calhoun last weekend. <laughs> Yeah, hard case indeed. The um, uh, but um, got off a good start for Atlanta Braves. They get the win of game one. Mm-hmm. Houston replying game two. They now have the day off before moving to Atlanta for three games uh, in the World Series. The first of four wins the World Series. You know what? It, I I reckon Houston's got the better roster. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> however, pained you to say that. Atlanta is a top ball club, man. They showed yeah. that this year. Uh, maybe not exactly through the regular season. They come into the postseason with the lowest winning percentage. However, boy, have they turned it on since then. If I look down the postseason stats of all the players that have played this um, this season, it's Eddie Rosario, and he was the MVP of Game uh, 7 against or Game 6, it was against the Dodgers um, with a couple of home runs there. Man, he is batting four 26 for the postseason. His counterpart, first baseman DH, um, Jovan Alvarez from the Astros. So they're the two key offensive playmakers to watch from those two teams. Exciting times. World Series. World champions of America. <laughs> Don't be like <laughs> that. Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Atlanta do have one problem, though. Their starter from game one, who would have thrown another game in the series mm. if they go um, game six. He has, or maybe even game... Um, five, I should say, because heavy day off. Yeah, he went down injured. Took a comebacker, hit him in the leg. This is Morton, the starting pitcher for Atlanta. Uh, comebacker hit him in the leg, hurts, ricocheted off. They got the ounce, um, and he was like, "Yeah, oh, yeah, that hurts. All good, good." He throws another innings and a half yeah. before he's like, "No, something's actually really wrong here." Find out he broke his leg. Oh, that's yeah. I re- I read that. Yeah, wow. P- pitching innings and a half. Yeah, so, and they still got the win. That was in game one. So uh, 
Um, Atlanta will be happy hitting home for three game series uh, with tied up one one in the um, in the in the in the series score so far. Let's go Braves. Let's go Braves. That'll make Craig Wallace sound <laughs> happy. That's for sure. With Couple that, people. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, dude. This week, I don't know if it comes any bigger at this point, uh, our guest this week. Um, he is the youngest debuted uh, captain for the um, Golden Homes Black Sox. Uh, and also, uh, maybe not tied or just a little smidge a month or two older than the youngest debut of a Black Sox at a World Series. 23-year-old Cole Evans, captain of the Black Sox. Cole Evans, mate, uh, twenty three years old. Like, let's just throw that out there. Um, you know, he's got a he's got a few world uh, medals. He's got a few club championships. He's got a few national championships. Um, you know, some of the people that we've interviewed have done it all, but haven't got one of those or two of those. Or so, yeah, this guy is just getting started, and really excited to get him on early. And like you said earlier in the intro, love to see where we're at in uh, twenty thirty one and. No doubt that will be uh, Cole Evans part two or three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. I mean, he's only 23 years old, but to mm. be fair, he's way more, more mature oh. than that. And we already know that he's a good speaker. You're about yeah. to find that out. Um, but just the way he carries himself, mm. uh, he carries himself with, um, I think, the right principles when it comes to playing ball. You know, there's an unwritten code around around, around softball, baseball, um, and he seems to adhere to all of those, those things. Um, sometimes maybe a little too much. I can't even find any dirt on this guy. He's so clean, so clean. Hey, mate, he, he's um, he, yeah. You you mentioned the drive. You mentioned the ambition. Um, he knows the sacrifices that have to be made for him to be him and do what he wants to do. And he'll explain that all through this episode. Um, but you know, he's just yeah. It, I don't know what else I can say about him. Um, this was a good one. I, I enjoyed sitting down and getting to know him. Without a doubt. One of the things I needed to see from him was his batting improve, and he's done that over the last couple of years and become a real threat. At the, and I mean a real threat at the plate at the moment. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to seeing where he goes with that, and especially his leadership skills mm. on a national level. So, yeah, poor guy's been captain for for a while now and hasn't kept, hadn't played one game for the Sox uh, no. with what's been happening with COVID. But that'll change uh, soon because everyone's getting vaccinated. <laughs> Everyone. Everyone. Even... Even, even, even everyone. <laughs> even everyone. Yeah, I know you yeah. are, people. Just about there in Auckland and the rest of the country's um, doing well. Some parts of the South Island doing really well too, which we need to because, as we know, it's going to pop around in every corner in this country um, very, very soon. So enjoy the privileges we've got at the moment. Get vaccinated and we can just keep on rolling them out. Absolutely. Looking forward see. to it. What do you reckon we get to Cole? Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's go. Well, I tell you what, he may be the envy of a lot of senior veteran players out there. Three national club titles with Mount Albert Ramblers and multiple NFC titles, as well as three medals at the WBC World Cups. Joining us on the couch here at Beyond the Dugout is Cole Evans. Kia ora, Cole. Welcome to Beyond the Dugout. Yeah, cheers, mate. How are you, fellas? Good to be here. It was good, great to have, to you, have you here. Yeah. I wish he was on the couch, but he's not allowed to be. <laughs> he's on the <laughs> virtual couch. Of course, uh, Cole coming in from Auckland in the mix, uh, uh, quite a long period of lockdown, buddy. I know you, you're in the building industry as well as an electrician. Dude, how's it been for you you guys up there? 
Yeah, it hasn't been too bad, mate. I mean, we're quite lucky in that building industry where we can still work through to the level three. So, yeah, it allows us to get out of the house and things like that. I know there's, a, there's plenty of other people uh, in office jobs or things like that who are doing it pretty tough. So, yeah, in my position, I'm pretty lucky to be able to get out there and uh, yeah, keep myself busy. Fantastic. Cole, of course, being from New Zealand, it started the proper way, but nor here queer. Where are you from? What's your genealogy? Uh, I'm born and bred in Auckland, mate. Uh, Waitakere, to be to be specific. Westy. Uh, and yeah, Westy. Why? Well, Blockhouse Bay sort of on the uh, on the old border, but uh, yeah, I was raised in Blockhouse Bay um, yeah, and grew up there, pretty much stayed there uh, my whole life, and then uh, yeah, did my softball career at, at Rambler Softball Club down in Mount Abbott. Fantastic, dude. Uh, your family, though, gonna glance over them a little bit. Uh, Mum, Dad, and of course, you've got a you've got a famous grandfather as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the I guess the, the family's pretty uh, cemented within softball uh, within New Zealand. Obviously, you spoke to my granddad. Oh, I call him Papa, but Stu to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's been around a long time. Uh, and then yeah, so the rest of my family, everyone sort of had a little dabble in, in some sort of international softball. Uh, uncle, auntie, they both play the junior level, um, and it, my auntie was at the senior level as well. Uh, and then yeah, my dad played on the premier softball scene for a long time, and uh, yeah, he had a little dabble with Great Britain as well. So yeah, pretty decent background to be fair when you look at it like that. Your dad was in the roster for Great Britain in two thousand and four. Is that right? I believe he played yeah two thousand and four, and then uh, in Saskatoon as well in two thousand and nine. I got a good story for you. Uh, 2004, uh, the Great Britain team. Of course, uh, they they brought some players from Great Britain, but uh, but they also, if you you know, had any genealogy like uh, like uh, Cole's dad, Clive, um, and they were good enough. They got selected, and, and uh, anyway, they all met each other in Auckland for the very first time. You know, didn't mm. even know each other. And the manager at the time, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head now, nice guy though, uh, um, he wanted to start the tour off in the right way and he thought one way was to try to get the team to jail. So he reached out to me somehow. I was in Rotorua at the time and yeah. they went straight from Auckland to Rotorua and we put them in a marae. So they had no way but to jail. Anyway, the story is, uh, we give them a, a traditional welcome onto the marae, uh, and and that manager guy uh, does a speech, and then of course, as Maori tradition, they've got to sing a song. So your dad and the rest of them got up. I can't remember what song it was, but but dude, not too good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine that was too flash to be fair, mate. <laughs> no, no, but it was a cool way for them, and the, and uh, and they had a, they had a pretty good team actually. Stephen Tell was one of the pitchers uh, at the time, and um, they actually had a very very good squad. Yeah, they've had some solid sides over those those past couple of years. So decent pitching stuff for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. So there you go. There's a little link to your dad. Mm-hmm. You can give him a drive about that. Of course, you've got two brothers, um, <laughs> Reese, your older brother, and 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 someone tell him to get a haircut, the younger brother, Brock. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've both been uh, on the softball scene for a couple of years now. Obviously, Reese, being my older brother, he sort of paved the way um, and playing Premier Softball down at Ramblers. And I guess pretty much from a young age, he was sort of yeah, the benchmark. You know, I've been down the park and watched him play and, I just I wanted to play against the big boys like he was, you know. So he sort of paved the way, and then Brock's always chopped at me heels. So yeah, it's a, it's a pretty good setup. We've uh, we've grown up with softball, and that's all we sort of did. Yeah. Uh, growing up, when the backyard school holidays and that, we we throw the unis on and, and go pretty hard in the backyard. To be fair. Nice, nice, dude. Was there was there what other sports that you brothers played growing up? Pretty much anything, mate. I mean, I, I early on I played a lot of soccer, and then. 
um, had a bit of bit of a crack at rugby league, but just anything really, like just across the board, the family's just sport mad to be fair, and just anything going going works, you know. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Um, softball, Mount Albert Ramblers. You started that was your first club, right? Only club. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, only club. Yeah. Okay. Well, it either is or isn't, Cole. Yeah, it's a, no, it is, mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, growing up in that club, man, what, what has it been like for you? Yeah, it, it's it's quite tough sometimes, though, because that's all I've ever known. Yeah. You know, it's that's all I've ever known, and it's until other people come in and say, geez, you've got a good setup here that you really you understand how good of a setup it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a bit guilty of taking it for granted, to be fair. Yeah. Um, just a, it's a great club, great setup, um, good foundations, real family club, um, and it's just generation after generation, people seem to hang around um, because it's such a good place to be. You know, I remember just spending pretty much through summer. It was almost every night down the club. It was pretty much the second home through the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, my older brother Reese would be playing, and we'd be down there, and we'd be mucking around inside the club, getting told off for playing. I know knee rugby or throwing a ball around <laughs> yeah. in the club or yeah. smashing the ball against the windows or whatever. You know, that was sort of the whole childhood, especially through summer, was just been down there. And oh, yeah, it's, it is a great place. Um, I got a year of it. I was uh, my nine to 10 year before we moved to Wellington. It was the first year we had that, that club. We used to have that little shack next to Western Springs before that. But um, yeah. yeah, it's been a magic club for many, many years. I still hold it very dear. Don't your time at uh, Mount Albert Ramblers, especially as there were the juniors first, who were some of the instrumental uh, coaches or players that uh, helped guide you along the way? Yeah, so I guess, well, we started T-ball. I mean, there was a few people floating around. I think my mum and dad were having a crack um, in the sort of the T-ball side of things. Yeah. But then uh, through junior softball, um, Phil Twigden and Paul Rice, that uh, they sort of took, the, took our side from about, yeah, under 11 till about, probably under 17, under 19, they were pretty much the stalwarts for, oh, there was a few of us that played on that same side, uh, myself, um, Liam, um, Liam Twigden, Bradley Bennett, uh, Maddox Rice. Um, yeah, there was, there was quite a few of us that all come through the club together um, and, and are still there now. So, yeah, it's, 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 a, good, it's a good setup down there and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a place a lot of people want to be. Cool. You talk about um, those players still being there, and I do. If I look at your roster of your premier team now, uh, there is those kids that you did grow up with that have, you guys have stayed tight. Why is that? I think I, I touched on it before, mate. Just just the whole family sort of atmosphere down there is second to none. I mean, just the, the way the club handles itself and looks after their juniors. Um, yeah, it's, it's again, it's an awesome place to be, and just the atmosphere. It's a great setup. Um, there's, a, there's a great club room very close to the diamond and yeah, it's just an awesome place to be fantastic Cole can you see us I can yeah okay yeah I'm just making sure see the old Rambler's hat sticking in the back there too that's, that's in pride and place as well up, up oh, I just put it up there for you but that's my junior one I've yeah. still got my junior one like yeah, the I'll older so. might have to bring that back mm. that's outstanding <laughs> stop sucking up you two Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, brilliant um, Cole Representative of softball When did that start for you? Uh, on the Just the International level National level Let's, I guess with level. Auckland With Auckland uh, well, I guess under 13 that's, that's where it all sort of starts mm-hmm. um, Up here those, mm. Sort of the 
the regional quads or whatever where it's North Harbour counties and, and Waikato. Um, so, yeah, I think I would have been probably, yeah, 10 or 11 playing playing in the under-13s and um, it was a bit of a wake-up call, to be fair. A couple of the blokes sort of at that age were throwing, throwing pretty hard and I, I started off as a catcher um, in those grades and spent a lot of time chasing the ball to the screen and it's probably why I'm not too big at the moment. Still, still pretty skinny, mate. I had to chase the ball to the screen all the time, but... That's where it all started, mate. Uh, yeah, under 13s, and then it sort of just progressed from there, and and uh, yeah, here we are. You raised an interesting point, catcher. You spent obviously we know you as a shortstop. Now, any other positions you played? Yeah, I, I mean, I spent like I said, I spent most of my my early sort of softball career playing catcher, and then it was sort of um, I don't know, probably under 15, sort of around that level. Sort of, I would have been probably yeah, 13, 14, uh, playing in Auckland side, and Eddie Colassi was the coach, and we mm-hmm. we didn't really have too much of a shortstop or whatever. So he said, do you want to give it a crack? I said, yeah, sure, mate. I'll get out there and give it a run. And yeah, I, I sort of fell in love with the position and it was a centre of attention all the time and sort of got the the most action on the field and yeah, sort of tried to stay there ever since. I guess when you, you mention other positions, sort of just anywhere on the infield sort of coming up, I didn't really venture too much into the outfield, but yeah, most positions are on the infield. Fantastic. Cole, a question, softball in general, what does it do for you? I guess, again, mate, it's, it's all I've ever known. Um, it's probably similar to being at Ramblers. You probably take it for granted, but just the whole, again, that, just that whole family atmosphere, um, you know, it doesn't get a lot of um, media attention. It doesn't get a lot of money, but it's just the people you meet and the, the experiences that come with it, you know, half the time because – there's not a lot of money floating around. It's everyone plays for the enjoyment and the love of the game. And then it, it shows that people do really love the game and they're in it for the right reasons, you know. When did you when did you realise you wanted to play for the Black Sox? What age? Yeah, I guess, I wouldn't say it's a turning point, but I guess the big motivator for me was probably that World Series in, uh, in 2013. You um, the I would have been waving it around. Yeah, like yeah, there's those, there's those visions of all, all us Ramblers boys. Yeah. Down there waving shirts around and all sorts, and that's probably where it, the real motivator sort of kick started, um, because I saw how how awesome that was with that home world series, um, and it was just sort of crazy how quickly things progressed after that. I mean, I was at probably at that tournament. I would have been twenty thirteen. Still a bit of quick mess. Oh, I don't know, maybe thirteen or fourteen, yeah. um, and then yeah, a couple of years added to. To be playing on that world stage was pretty impressive. It was pretty crazy. It is It is indeed a crazy story. We're going to get to that naming of the Black Sox um, shortly. You're still going through, and you've won pretty much every age group in the National Championship for Auckland as you've come through that. I think the only one you didn't get was 15s. But that being said, what do you think makes a successful winning team? I guess it's just the people, mate. To be honest, especially with those those national tournaments, you only come together for four or five days at max. And it's just the type of people you've got there who are willing to play for each other um, and are willing just to scrap. You know, half the time you win those tournaments on 1-0, 2-1 ball games and someone makes a great play, sort of, you know, just that instinct play and dives in home to win you, to win you the game. So I just think it's those good people, those quality people, and sort of everyone gets along. Nice. I believe that's what sort of creates. If you can get that bond, um, yeah, that's that's the orchestrator for a winning side. 
Fantastic, mate. Fantastic. Well, let's fast forward to the Sox. Uh, getting named in the Sox at a very young age. How old were you, mate, and how did you find out? Yeah, so I, I was 16. Um, and I, it was just sort of, we'd played and I played in that NFC in Hamilton. Um, yeah, at 15, I think it was 16. And um, and then there was that trial um, in Hamilton as well. And I, I didn't go too bad at the NFC. Went all right. And then I was surprised to even get an invite to the trial, to be fair. Um, and then that was all a bit of a whirlwind, just the names, the, the players I was playing with and against. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then um, I, I didn't think I was a crack at all. I mean, I, I wasn't outstanding at the trial. I, I might have picked up a couple of hits and made a couple of plays, but yeah, I wasn't anything special. And then, yeah, a few days later to get the call, it was sort of an unknown number. I thought, oh, here we go again. Blokes <laughs> ringing about, you know, trying to sort something out or do something. And uh, yeah, it was Mark Sorensen on the other end. And yeah, that was just, yeah, it was a, it was a crazy feeling. Um, uh, pulled over the car or whatever, and yeah, it was unreal. Uh, I was probably five minutes from home as well, and by the time I got home, my parents had already known about it. Um, the newspaper or whoever, someone had got a hold of them and said, oh, we see he's been named in the side and, and things like that. And yeah, I, I was still going to school on, on top of that, and then uh, we had some TV cameras and things show up at school the next day. I think I was on uh, breakfast the next morning or something like that. And uh, yeah, 16 to sort of experience that for the first time. It was all quite uh, quite surreal. Um, again, it was two years before we were um, out at, at North Arbor watching the, the Black Sox with the trophy um, to be world champs. So, yeah, for that to happen was was pretty unreal. How does a kid deal with that? Yeah, I guess, again, at the time it was sort of just trying to take in your stride. But looking back, um, yeah, again, I probably did put a lot of pressure on myself in making that side because i known all the players that had gone previous. Uh, and because I'd grown up with softball and that was always the pinnacle, um, I guess with any sport, the pinnacle is play for your country, but especially in softball, um, the Black Sox is, is the pinnacle in world softball. Mm. Um, and to be able to play in that side was, uh, yeah, again, it was something pretty surreal. Even thinking back now, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. The first time you got to pull on the uh, cleats for New Zealand was where? That was in the build-up in, in Calgary. Um yeah, we just played a couple of local tournaments um, in Calgary for for a week or so. Um, but yeah, that that was pretty cool. I mean, that was sort of different. You go from 2013, where there's um, while well, experiencing that in 2013, where what five or six thousand people in the crowd or whatever, and then we went up to Calgary and playing on the jersey for the first time, and there might have been a couple of people on the stand, and we we're playing the local side. Um, but that, that was sort of a cool place to start because. Yeah, the pressure wasn't as big, and you sort of got got a chance to really. Well, you're never sort of comfortable playing in that duty, but just to get that first experience out of the way, um, and sort of try and kick those nerves off. Coming into the Black Sox camp, um, what was that environment for you as a as a 15, 16 year old? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we might have had a camp or something before we went, and I, I didn't know too many of the guys. I knew the blokes from Auckland, but yeah, I, I thought I. Wouldn't have had a clue to talk to any of the boys from around the country, and um, yeah, that, that just—it was quite incredible how welcoming they were. Um, I, I didn't expect them to be that welcoming, um, and it, it's just an awesome culture to be a part of. Um, yeah, it, it was just a very hardworking culture, and everyone was there trying to go in that same direction and, and work hard. And yeah, I took a lot out of that first camp I went to. 
As far as uh, playing uh, in the team, uh, when you're out there in, the, in that first initial stages, who would you turn to for, for advice or guidance or look to follow? Well, I had uh, Nathan Nukunuku, who uh, at that time, I think he was the captain. Um, and he's obviously my club coach, and he's been playing at Ramblers for, well, ever since I was a little kid. So I sort of I sort of looked look to him um, when I first got on the team. He was probably the bloke I was most close to, really. Um, other than that, there wasn't many other Ramblers blokes in the side. I think it was just me and him. Um, so he was kind of the guy that I'd talk to and go to the most. Um, but, yeah, I... Like again, like I said before, the, the boys in the side were just so welcoming. To be fair, I could have gone and chatted to any of them. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a good bunch of blokes, really. Nice. Yeah, stepping onto the world stage for the very first time uh, there in Saskatoon, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, dude. How was that? Yeah, and so how did I, that I think, happen for you? Yeah, opening night. Opening night, I think we played. I think we played Argentina, and we went. We lost three one, and I didn't get a look in that game. Um, and then the following day, we played Canada, in Canada, um, in Saskatoon, obviously. Yeah, hotbed. It's a similar setup to probably Rosedale, where they have the, the big stands up the back or whatever, and then sort of a couple of stands are on the side. So there was probably seven or 8,000 people there. And again, I was on the bench to start that game. And uh, I think Tyson, Tyson Byrne might have, did a, did a hammy or he hurt something probably in the third or fourth inning. And um, I, I hadn't actually seen it. I didn't know he hurt himself. And, um, yeah, Mark sort of come over to me and said, you're on, champ. And uh, so I quickly shot out the back and had a couple of throws and sort of just jumped straight out there. Um, it was probably the best way for it to happen, to be fair, because it didn't give me an opportunity to – I didn't have to sleep on it or uh, or get too nervous going into it, you know. I think I went out there and uh, – I, I can't remember if I made a play in that first thing, but maybe in the second one, and that sort of settled me down a little bit. Um, and then uh, I come in for an at-bat and – uh, to be honest, I can't remember too much about that. I, I think I hit a pop fly to right or something, and I've never run so hard in my life <laughs> um, on a pop fly. But, yeah, just thinking, again, thinking back now, it's sort of giving me those goosebumps because it was all you'd ever dreamed of was to play for your country in a World Series, and to get that opportunity was, oh, it was very humbling. I remember at the time there was, you know, kind of buzz around this young kid and, uh, especially your fielding skills, I think, was one of the things that they were very, very impressed with. What, what do you think has been some of the things that have contributed to you to be able to field the ball so well? Yeah, I, I guess it was sort of just from such a young age and, and growing up around softball, it was an obsession, softball. And coming from catching to playing on the infield was something new and something exciting. So to be able to at 13 or 14 or whatever, I've been playing softball a long time. At that point, I've been playing for four or five years catching and then to get that opportunity to play in the field was something very exciting and any time I went to training in that, instead of sitting on the bucket and catching BP or something, I was able to get out in the field and field ground balls. And I thought that was I thought that was the bee's knees. So any time I got to do that, um, yeah, I was pumped up and I just like to sort of train from a very young age. I just like to train as I played. So I was always quite intense. Um, and then away from sort of organised training, organised softball, again, me and my brothers, we'd be playing, hitting ground balls to each other in the backyard or just playing softball in the backyard, mm. whether it be with a sponge ball or whatever we could find. It was just softball, softball, softball. Nice. 
Um, Black Sox uh, go all the way to the grand final against Canada in that 2009. You have a big lead, actually, uh, uh, earlier in that match. Canada yeah. do come back and, of course, win that win that game. What's some yeah. of the things you've taken away from 2009? Yeah, so uh, t- 2015. 15, sorry, apologies, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, just quickly, the year before, we in 2014, <laughs> we'd gone off to the Junior World Series and we... <laughs> We played Argentina were killing it. They'd, I think they'd won the previous World Cup, and uh, we knocked them over in the one v one game, three yeah, uh, one, right. mm. uh, and then gone to the final and they knocked us over ten nil. Um, so we got first hand experience of how tough international soccer was, or how tough I thought it was. And then to go to that World Series and we're up, I think it was five, up five nil in the final. Um, and I thought, geez, this and this men's stuff, like the juniors, is that tough? This stuff's pretty easy. <laughs> you know, it's, it's five zip. Yeah. And then, uh, just you know, I was thinking, where are we getting these rings, mate? I'd heard about this, this whole ring thing. You get a ring if you win a championship. And I was like, how good is this? And then bang, 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 bang. It, it felt like it didn't stop. And then all of a sudden, you look up at the scoreboard, and it was 9 or 10, 5 or whatever. And I was like, Jesus, this, is, this isn't easy to win these things, you know? And uh, I think, um, was it Malali? He had eight three. or nine RBIs, yeah. three home runs. He pretty much single-handedly beat us. But I guess just after both those those World Cups, I, I realised how tough those tournaments were and how tough international softball was. Um, and I, I think that sort of put myself and, and the team in a good position in 2017 because of the heartache we'd felt in, in 2015. Fair enough, fair enough. That makes good sense. Yeah, of course, your junior uh, World Cup... That was in Whitehorse, wasn't it? In fourteen, yeah. as as you were saying, and yeah. uh, picked up the silver medal there. So silver, silver to start your yeah. international career. Yeah, again, that, that heartache in twenty fourteen was tough, and then to back that up and get that same heartache again in twenty fifteen. Um, yeah, it really drove myself to be better in twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, coming second in the World Cup, where you put in so much preparation. Um, and go there with, with one goal in mind, um, especially with the legacy that the Black Sox hold. Um, yeah, to fall short twice in back-to-back World Cups was, yeah, it was pretty tough um, and, and made that 2017 so much sweeter. A lot of, lot of, lot of countries would be envious of, of just coming second, so, you know, it's a, and it's an achievement itself. I know the Black Sox have a high standard and, and, and history has, has bred that, um, through our national team, but uh, um, it still is a great achievement, even though sometimes it leaves a, uh, uh, if you like, a sour pill to swallow uh, coming second. Mate, um, before we get to 2017, you talked about putting in another gear to lift another notch. What did you do and, and what were you involved in? You felt you were involved in between uh, 15 and 17. Yeah, I think it was more just on the training paddock. Like, there probably wasn't too much on the diamond we could have done differently. It was probably more mentally and physically in regards to your mental mindset and then being in a good physical state. Um, yeah, just I, I've probably never worked as hard leading up to a tournament in regards fitness and trying to get myself in a, in a good position physically because a lot of the stuff, a lot of the works in the international software, because there's not a, money, a lot of money floating around, it's done by yourself and then behind closed doors. Um, so that'd be yeah, out in the morning going for runs or down mm-hmm. the park and, and running shuttles or whatever up and down the field just 
focusing on those last couple of days at an international event because I mean you don't play you don't play a lot of games. It's probably one game a day, but it's over ten days. I mean we and and normal software, just local software, you might play two or three day tournament. So your focus is only for two or three days, even though you play a lot more games. It's just that that ten day span mentally is quite tough, and then physically it takes a bit of a toll on your body. Cole, I mean, at this stage, you're like 17, 18, 19 years old. You've had a couple of silvers, and did you ever get a chance to maybe just be a, a young man growing up and do some other things, or was have you just had this focus forever? Yeah, I, I guess we, talk, we, we talked about sports before. And I, I mean, I, I played a few other different winter sports growing up, but sort of, at, yeah, at 15, 16, softball was that serious that I didn't have a chance to play those winter sports because softball and, and that sort of, especially that international program sort of run through the winter. So I had to put all that stuff on the back burner and obviously I went to school and, and things like that. But yeah, I, I guess softball probably did affect sort of that normal side of life, especially through, through winter and that because of the international side of things. But yeah, I, I definitely, I wouldn't change that for the world, mate. And, and that's sort of just my focus has always been on that. Again, it's, Winning world championships was was the one thing I wanted to do growing up. Again, we look back to 2013, being in the crowd and and seeing that that's that's all I ever wanted to do. I was happy to give up going down the park with my mates or going around to birthday parties and things like that. Yeah, to sacrifice those things to get out there and train. Very interesting, my friend. Very interesting indeed, and uh, we thank you for that sacrifice. Uh, by the way, two thousand and seventeen successful campaign for sure. They're all been successful, but a yeah. gold winning campaign. Uh, going back to Whitehorse, where you had your junior uh, campaign. What, what did you feel was different in seventeen, getting the gold compared to the silver in fifteen? Yeah, I think where it sort of where things sort of changed there was we, we played Canada. Um, and I think we went down probably maybe 9-3, maybe late, late in the tournament, probably maybe quarters or semis, or I can't remember what the situation was, but we went down 9-3, and then the, the rain sort of come in. And, um, yeah, we, we've been playing a bit average, and then there was probably a rain delay for probably, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. Mm. And then we sort of come back after that, and I don't know, it just felt like things started to click, and, and, and things sort of changed in regards to just the team and, and our offense in that game. Um, and then it was almost like a reverse because of they'd done the same thing to us a couple of years before. It was bang, 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 a couple of hits. And then I think um, Callan Campaign had a grand slam or something to bring us even. And then, um, yeah, we, we sort of just got on a roll after that. And, yeah, I guess the rest is history. But uh, it, it definitely wasn't easy going. I know looking back, um, Aussie put up a very good – Good fight in that final, and uh, yeah, obviously Joel with that with that big hit sort of sealed the deal. But oh, that that was just uh, yeah, an, an incredible an incredible event, and and to be crowned a world champion is is something that you hold dearly to your heart for the rest of your life. Who's the first phone call after a big a big event and a big win like that? I think I rang my parents, mate. I think because they've been they've been they've been to every sort of event. Um, they, they were there in Whitehorse in 2014 with the juniors. They were there in um, Saskatoon in 2015 for that first Men's World Series. And then they sort of said, oh, we're not going back to Whitehorse. There's, there's sort of bugger all there. You, you know, <laughs> we'll, leave this one, we'll leave this one be. And then, yeah, we went and won, obviously. And, yeah, that was a pretty sweet phone call. Phone call back home. And, uh, 
yeah, again, it's goosebumps just sort of thinking about that feeling because it, it's something that doesn't come around often and doesn't come around to a lot of people. One of the things, uh, you know, from my time uh, being involved with the game, um, and, and especially when it comes to World Cups, when you get down to the end of it, there's a number of teams that can win it, and, and even more so now. We're going to talk a bit about that shortly, but um, yeah. there's always at least three or four teams that have a real chance of winning winning the event. Um, and, and then when you're at the back end of the tournament, one little mistake, could cost not just you but your team or the country the title how do you how do yeah. you handle that pressure yeah that's a good that's a good question mate because you're right like no matter what what people say and, and what what sort of happens out there on the field everyone's sort of thinking about not that pressure but you know it's there it's in the back of your mind but i, I guess for me I, I just try and it's another game you sort of you do this at practice so sort of after those those first tastes of international softball i sort of tried to take training as those final outs of a World Cup or those final outs in a big game, just to try and prepare yourself for those pressure spots because you can't. it's tough to simulate pressure regardless. So I guess it's just trying to get yourself in a, in a good positive mindset and wanting the ball. There's a good question. So you're, 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 you're deep in the match, maybe the bottom of the seventh, you've got the lead and um, you're trying to close the match out. Before the pitcher pitches the ball, What's going through Cole Evans' mind? I mean, you're probably looking at the pitcher. Well, for me personally, I'm probably saying to my pitcher, give me a ground ball, give me a ground ball. Um, and in saying that, that, that's sort of giving yourself and feeling confidence in yourself to make a play. Um, and then, yeah, ho- hopefully things go to plan and you've done the work on the training paddock. Nice. nice. Cole, how's the ring? You talked about yeah, uh, the first one. Yeah, I've seen it. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty sweet. No, it's it's very good. It, it doesn't come out very often at all. To be fair, it's uh, yeah, it's stowed away. <laughs> it's massive. It is massive. Yeah, it is. It is big. Yeah. Now, Softball New Zealand, they were uh, yeah very generous in, in what they did for us um, in getting those. Yeah, and, and well done, mate. Well done, indeed. You deserve it, and 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 so you should have something that mo- that's that's large enough to be. Momentous for that type of occasion. So, uh, good on good on you for that. So, Whitehorse, a good place or a bad place now? Oh, great place now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that sort of exercise all those teams, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, uh, very good. Indeed, indeed, um, mate. Um, one thing that I've noticed with you as you've climbed through that era, 17, 19, to, to the present day, you're, you've continued to lift the bar in your own personal game. And if I start first, I mentioned right at the very beginning, um, people were like, who's this young kid, nice nice glove, looks good in the field type thing. I think they, they, they'd say that with more enthusiasm now with some <laughs> of the plays, especially in 19 that you pulled off uh, in there up the middle. <clears throat> how have you been able to lift your game when it comes to those things? In regards to those sort of plays, I mean, that's sort of, it, it's not just off the cuff. Um, that, that, that gets trained at training. Um, I'll make sure I get through my 50 ground balls, um, your standard ground balls, and then I'll, then I will push the, the range both sides and, mm. and make sure you're practicing those sorts of, those sorts of plays because, yeah, more often than not, they, you get that same opportunity in the game. So why not throw them in at practice and make sure you know what's going on when that when that play happens. Nice, nice. The other thing, mate, I've noticed um, 
is um, your hitting game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the offense has really matured as well, and 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 most ball players know that normally hitting does come with maturity. Uh, um, and I've noticed that with you, especially over the last number of years, where you've become incredibly hard to get out of the plate. We've all noticed. We've all noticed. Yeah, I mean, in, in regards to hitting, mate, I, it's, it's just it's just practice and confidence, really. I mean, if you're going to get up there and and not be confident, things probably won't go your way ninety percent of the time, you know. So it's getting up there with again a good a good positive mindset and, and looking to swing the bat. Really, that's that's my mindset. Is keep it very simple. Get up there and, and hit as many swing as many strikes as you can. Um, you, you sort of don't get too many, so yeah, just be aggressive. Nice. And what's batting practice for you? Light pitching, batting machine. What is it? Yeah, but but everything, mate. That we head off, we head off tees, bit of soft toss, and then um, get into a bit of BP. Yeah, hit the ball the other way, and then finish off with a few few positive swings. Nice, nice. Again, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Like to keep it simple. Yeah. Makes good sense to me, indeed. Absolutely, um, dude. I, I, I um, don't want to wrap up, wrap it up, but I want to give you where your current batting statistics are with the Sox. Um, we've got you down with eighty-seven games so far at the age of twenty-three. Just saying, <laughs> eighty-seven games. That gives you uh, two hundred and sixty-two plate appearances. Uh, within that, nine sacrifice hits, one sacrifice fly. You've been hit by pitch six times. You got a yeah. magnet in there somewhere? Yeah, well, clearly, mate, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, though, I'll take that. <laughs> 70 hits, mate. Uh, you've pulled off 12 home runs uh, in the in the black jersey, 52 RBIs, uh, 35 strikeouts, 10 stolen bags. Have been caught three times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did mention that before. <laughs> it's not too flash, maybe a bit more sprint work down the park. <laughs> uh, but career betting average so far, and you've you obviously uh, got plenty of your prime to go, already at a 3.24. So uh, you've got to be really proud of that. And I see the last calendar year that we have you in here, you're at 4.14. So um, it is climbing every year at the moment. You've got to be proud of that. Yeah, that's not too bad, mate. I mean, that's probably a bump it a little bit with... with build-up games and things like that where it's not international standard. But, um, yeah, obviously there's, there's always room for improvement. And, uh, yeah, to be fair, I think looking back in 2015, I went hitless. Yeah. So I uh, <laughs> was pretty happy to get me first one on the board in 2017 of the World Cup. But, yeah, hopefully still room to improve, mate. Hey, hey, don't sell yourself short. You got one hit. <laughs> And for, and yeah. That, yeah, one hit. That's what's on here. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Happy with that. <laughs> hey, Cole. Um, Stolen somewhere. <laughs> Can you tell us your, your mentality around uh, um, home run? Because uh, you you never it never phases you. Where I've seen you hit a few now, and you sprint around those bases. Is that something you've always done? Like, I uh, don't oh, know, not even acknowledge it sometimes. Yeah, well, I, you sort you sort of watch a lot of people play on the telly, and they talk about sort of you know not getting too high, not getting too low, and that's where I sort of I try and incorporate that into my game. You know, just stay level headed and. When things go well, you know, it's always you're always going to taper off, so don't get caught in those highs and you never get caught in those lows. But in regards to that sort of stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm never looking to hit a home run. I'm always looking just to hit the ball hard back up the middle and, and sometimes good things happen and you sort of, yeah, you take that in your stride and, and look to your next at bat because there's always bigger things coming down the down the line and, yeah, you, you sort of 
who want to play the game in the right spirits. I think one of the things in, in the little info sheet or whatever was your sort of your idol and 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 just general life. But I, I always looked up to the Derek Jeter when he was when he was playing. He just played the game in the right spirits, and that's that's the captain. Sort of all I ever try to do. Yes, yeah, is play the game in the right spirits, and if you respect the game, then the game respects you. Does that make you a Yankees fan as well? Yeah, don't mind the Yanks, mate. Don't mind the Yanks. <laughs> uh, good on you, man. And you you pick a very um, uh, interesting person to Derek Jeter, and and uh, you know the way that you're fielding the ball and hitting the ball now. Um, you know, there's a lot of similarities in the type of player that he was, and you you're definitely starting to become. Uh, that's for sure. So good good role model um, for sure, mate. Uh, talking about the captain. Named the captain mm. of the Black Sox at the young age of 22, mate. Um, that's that's a big step to take. Were you happy to take it? Yeah, for sure, mate. Yeah, I mean, you, you sort of, you know, getting selected in the side is one thing, and you sort of, the next step is trying to trying to maintain your spot and play well. You sort of, captaincy doesn't really cross cross your mind. It didn't really cross my mind, but yeah, to be to be named captain is, is something I'll. I'll always hold dear to my heart. Um, again, just growing up, all I want to do is play for the Black Sox, and then yeah, to be named captain is again, it's it's quite unbelievable, and yeah, it's something I'll treasure forever. How did it go? How yeah. did how did how did you find out? How did that talk go? Yeah, again, uh, Mark rung me, and I thought, oh, here we, it was sort of uh, nothing was sort of happening through through softball. I think it was probably during that that COVID period or whatever last year, and. He said, oh, mate, we've, we've had a think or whatever and we decided we're going to go with you for captain. And I, it sort of didn't register with me at first, to be fair, because I was like, the amount of captaincy options in that side is, there's probably, yeah, five or six captaincy options in that side. And, yeah, for them to, to give me that that uh, that opportunity, um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And again, very humbling, very humbling. Were you already a leader in the camp? Yeah, so in that leadership group, um, amongst the fellas, it's probably again five or six in that leadership side, the leadership group, and uh, yeah, just just to be named captain is again, there's probably two or three moments in my softball career that are right at the tip top, and that's definitely one of them. Your granddad, uh, Stu, obviously very important uh, person in your softball life as well. Um, from what I hear, you you actually took some time and spent a special moment with him after being named captain. Yeah, so uh, I, I rang a couple people um, to tell them about it, but I thought I'd best make a special trip um, to see Pops and tell them in person. Um, obviously, he has been a huge part of my softball career. Um, he's probably the, the reason why um, sort of I set the standard so high. Um, he's probably instilled in that, not only in me, but probably just amongst the, my brothers as well, um, just to never be satisfied and, He'd be the first person you could you could go probably yeah you could go I don't know four for four three home runs in a single and he'd say well come on mate you know yeah, three <laughs> one or four sort of thing you know come yeah. on champ but he was always sort of that first person to to check you on how you're going and yeah again if if you kicked one during the game you might have made ten plays and kicked one he'd always bring up that one play you kicked so he always instilled those high standards and yeah I, just being able to tell him um, yeah it was pretty special is. Yeah, definitely a few tears, that's for sure. 
Fantastic, man. Awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Thank you for sharing that story, Colts. Absolutely. Uh, very, very kind of you. Um, 50 years, by the way, between uh, Cole and Stu representing New Zealand. Just saying. There's a bit of a gap there. So, Batman, eh? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, dude, uh, we look at your, your younger brother, oh, sorry, your brother's older and younger, Reese and, uh, and Brock. Reese has already uh, had a taste of the socks. Um, mate, how good would it be to play a World Cup with uh, with one or, or both of them in the side? Yeah, it would be pretty special, mate. I mean, you just you just touched on uh, sort of his first taste of international softball that was in, in Prague at the Inter- Intercontinental Cup. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that, that was pretty special um, to play international softball alongside my brother. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then, like you say, hopefully in, in the not-too-distant future, um, yeah, Brocky hopefully be knocking on the door at some point. Cool. Well, we wish you the best of luck. Obviously, we've seen the success of the Anoka brothers uh, in this recent times and, and how well they've worked uh, for New Zealand. So hopefully uh, one day soon. You can also uh, duplicate that feat, so that'd be that'd be pretty cool, indeed. Two thousand and nineteen, tough tough result, fourth in in the Czech Republic. What are the Black yep. Sox learn from that campaign going forward? Yeah, twenty nineteen. It wasn't a great year. Um, yeah, things probably didn't go away. Maybe got a little bit complacent um, following twenty seventeen, and and sort of trying to ride that high where. The rest of the world was really chomping out our heels and, and obviously you saw the amount of quality sides that were there um, and there's probably, yeah, like you said before, there's probably five, six, maybe even seven yeah, sides no joke. that are competitive. Yeah, um, yeah Mexico knocked us over. They, they're a quality side. Um, so, yeah, I, I think just moving forward, mate, it's just that complacency now. It sort of checked us and, uh, yeah, it's sort of similar to that, that loss in 2015, you know, that... Uh, yeah, it's really driving. Well, I know it's driving myself, but I'm sure it's driving the rest of the boys. And yeah, everyone's working pretty hard. So, fingers crossed, we can get that World Series going ahead next year and uh, hopefully get a bit of redemption. Fantastic. We've talked to a few of the the coaches now. I think actually calls the last one on the on the honors board at the moment. Um, it, it's crazy times at the moment. How do you be an international captain of an international team during no international play? Yeah, it's. To be honest, man, it's, it's not easy at the minute. I mean, everything's up in the air. Nothing's sort of set in stone. But, yeah, I, I guess you just got to prepare like it's going ahead. Um, we sort of already had that one setback um, in pushing back. It was supposed to be in February. Mm. Uh, just gone or whatever. It's been pushed back a couple of times, I think. Um, but you just got to prepare like it's going ahead. And I think in regards to that, we're quite lucky um, in the way we went in 2019. You know, if you're going to take a positive out of that, it's... It's that extra driving force um, that keeps going, you know. Yeah. yeah. Gets pushed back, gets pushed back. But, yeah, we really want to crack, especially on home turf. Um, yeah, that'll be awesome if that goes ahead um, for a home World Cup in New Zealand. Um, at the moment, when there's not a lot of events going on, I think they could get yeah, some pretty good uh, recognition around the sports sort of scene in New Zealand. And... Um, yeah, it'd be awesome if we go ahead, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully, fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed. Historically, um, Cole, uh, the superpowers of the sport has been New Zealand, USA, and Canada. Historically, that that has changed completely now uh, with the rise of Australia, Argentina, Japan, 
Venezuela. And as you just mentioned, oh, this is the one that I, I think you're going to watch out for is Mexico on the rise. How have these nations been able to rise so quick? It's, I mean, you could sort of just look at their, their junior records. Um, Aussie had those few junior junior championships back-to-back. Um, Argentina won a couple back-to-back. And then obviously Japan of late um, are killing those junior events. So it's, it's sort of just natural progression, really. Um, and you know, I guess in regards to us, we've probably been guilty of, like I mentioned before, being probably a bit too complacent. Um, we've sort of been on that pedestal for a long time and then sort of all those teams have been closing that gap, closing that gap, and uh, now they've left us. So now it's our turn to, yeah, to hold turf and hit back and and really start making indents into their um, progression and, and trying to peg them back. Cole, being a, uh, an elite sports person, now the captain of our national side of a storied history program as far as results are concerned. Uh, I mean, arguably more successful than the All Blacks career-wise, uh, the Black Sox. Um, but yet, here you are, we're talking to you, and, and you're an electrician. Uh, you're not you're not full-time paid to be a Black Sox. H- how do you find that balance? To be fair, mate, we're, we're pretty lucky um, in regards to international softball on the world stage. We do get a bit of funding through um, Sport New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, and we got some very generous sponsors who who get on board and help us out. Um, there's plenty of other programs around the world that don't get any funding and it's all self-funded. Um, so in regards to that, um, yeah, we, we are quite lucky. Um, there There's a lot of uh, quality sponsors and, and things like that that get on board and help us out quite a lot, to be fair. So, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for them, we probably wouldn't be in this position. Nice, nice and well put. Uh, if I was a sponsor listening to that, I think I would have just dug into my pocket yep. again. <laughs> <laughs> so well done. We'll uh, send them the sound bites for that. Yeah, one. we sure will. Um, just looking ahead now to um, to to December of 2022 at Rosedale for the next World Cup. Who who will you be watching out for at that event? I mean, it's probably too tough to single out. One, probably even two teams, mate. I mean, there's, like we just spoke about, there's so many quality sides. I mean, Japan won the last, or Argentina won the last one. Japan's been so good for the last few years. Um, obviously, Aussie's always competitive. Um, America, Canada, obviously Venezuela. Um, Mexico, as, you, as we spoke about. There's probably, you probably can't even count them on one hand, to be mm. fair, the amount of quality sides that, Mm. Um, are very competitive um, these days. and It's not an easy tournament to go and win. I've noticed, especially South America, the rise there. I mean, don't get me wrong, they're doing great things in the Czech Republic as well, but but uh, in South America, the one thing that was always m- missing, because they were always good ball players, especially when they come from a baseball background, I guess, down there historically, but it was the pitching depth. But I've noticed their pitching is getting better. I mean, you look at Cuba in the last event. How good yeah, were they? yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome to see, mate. To be honest, it's great that that international softball is at such a great standard. Um, it's perfect for for the sport at the moment, where you're trying to get a bit of um, yeah media attention and things like that going with it, and the amount of sides that that can turn up and on their day knock anyone over um, is a great advertisement for the sport. Very cool, bud. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're looking forward to it. Oh yeah, December next year uh, when. Uh, when the uh, the Golden Homes Black Sox uh, take on the world yet again, yeah, home home soil. Hopefully, 
We'll find a couple of kids in the grandstand and can take their shirts off and wave them. Yeah, around. that's right. That's It'll right. Probably be the, no, that, the that'll be kids. <laughs> that will be the full circle. That'll be pretty cool if that if that tournament goes ahead. Fingers crossed. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I know it's probably hard to put your finger on it at the moment. What will be next for the Sox leading into that? Yeah, it's quite tough, mate. I mean, hopefully we get a season, um, especially in Auckland. I know the rest of the country's is right into it and they're, they're cracking away but fingers crossed up here anyway we can get going and then hopefully um, towards the end of the year I guess maybe a, maybe a trial or, or something like that yeah. um, for a team to be selected um, but yeah I guess that's probably one of the disadvantages for us at the moment is the rest of the world sort of they're into it they're, mm-hmm. they're playing you know sort of worrying about the lockdowns and things like that they're just going for it so yeah ho- hopefully we can get to these um, vaccination levels and we can sort of open up and and travel and play tournament softball and play against each other and, and get some sort of normality. Um, yeah, if not before Christmas, then, yeah, fingers crossed post-Christmas and, yeah, we can get a, a decent build-up in and leading up to 2022 in Rosedale. Last couple of things on the socks, uh, and then we'll, we'll segue away from it. Mate, um, being a young fella coming into the team um, and, and being in the solidly since uh, who's been some of the teammates you've really enjoyed playing with oh you, you can't go past Wayne Lalu mate Lala, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's right. always quality mate he is always quality probably the ideal team member um, just always a laugh always uh, yeah the centre of attention um, yeah he's just a great bloke to be around especially on tours and things like that where he can get uh, can get a bit long uh, he's always uh, bringing a smile to the boys faces Nice. nice. Still so glad he was episode one. Yeah. Now, hey, now you're captain. Does that mean you get to go to the back seat of the bus? I don't know, mate. I, if we were to go toe to toe, I don't know if I'd come off. Uh, <laughs> I definitely come off second best. That's for sure. <laughs> he can keep the back of the bus. Fantastic. Um, I know with the Sox, you guys do things outside of the game, especially when you're on tour that uh, promotes competition, camaraderie. Why do you think that's important? What's some of the fun things you've enjoyed out of that? It's a, yeah, we spoke about it earlier and just regards to that bond within the team. It, it just brings the boys closer together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just creates competition within the guys and, yeah, it's something to talk about when sort of, again, those long sort of tours um, become a bit tedious. Um, a bit of in-house rivalry is never, uh, yeah, never to be missed. All right, fantastic. And uh, any shade you want to share on a story at all? Oh. Yeah, Nothing that comes to mind, mate. To be fair, there's always uh, there's always a good go and a bit of touch rugby if something goes on tour because everyone sort of everyone sort of watches the ABs or whatever and thinks yeah. they uh, they're the chop. But no, nah, no, nothing in particular, mate. Nothing that springs to mind. It's one thing I noticed with your guys um, uh, in house competition that you do when you're on tour and stuff. It's not like oh yeah, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a game of this and do this or whatever. But you guys even take it seriously as well, and it's full noise like. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. taking you out just to win this competition. Yeah. Well, it's just everyone's so competitive. Yeah. You know, but that's what makes the quality side is when people are competitive. Um, yeah, and, and everyone's got that same that same goal in mind of being there to win. Um, it just makes, yeah, it does make those, uh, those in-house games a bit, uh, bit more entertaining, that's for sure. In your time with the Sox, you've um, been able to see some legends exit uh, world softball. Uh, if I mention a couple of those, you can tell us what your thoughts were uh, about their career. And I guess I'll start with um, someone who's probably dear and close to you, and you've mentioned him a number of times already, and Nathan Nukunuku. 
Yeah, I, again, I, I mentioned him before, like you said, uh, he's been my club coach sort of ever th- coming through the grades um, and probably had the biggest influence on my career um, to date, mate. I mean, I mean, he's been the club coach at Ramblers since I've been there and he was there. He was the captain of the Black Sox when I first made the squad and yeah, he, he's probably had the biggest influence on my career to date. What advice did he give you when you were named captain, if any? Uh, just to just to take the bull by the horns, to be fair. Um, yeah, that really, just be confident in your decision-making and, and stick by it. But, I mean, there's that many blokes in that Black Sox side at the moment who could have been named captain at... I mean, I get to see next to my next to my name in the team card, but to be fair, there's probably five or six blokes that are making the calls out in the field. Nice, nice. That's nice and humble of you, uh, Cole. Well done, Brad Lorner. Lorner springs to mind. Obviously, you got to see his last uh, match for New Zealand, in 2017. Yeah, I mean, just a quality bloke, to be honest. One of the greatest players in the world, but just how humble and down to earth he is. He was probably one of the guys and in, in going into the side for the, for the first time. Yeah, you know, it's Brad Rona. He's one of the best players to play the game, um, and to be able to play alongside him for for as many years as I did in the side is yeah something I don't take lightly. And uh, yeah, he's just one of the greats. Fantastic man, well put, buddy. Well put, well put. I know he hasn't exited the game, but if we're asking for thoughts, Mark Sorensen. Yeah, he gave me my first opportunity um, to pull on the black jersey. Um, he was a bit before my time to see him play, but just the stories and things like that you hear about how good he was when he played. Um, yeah, a legend in New Zealand sport and uh, probably the best to do it, to be fair. Um, and just in regards to coaching, it's quite cool because he was, he's been through the same experiences I have, you know, being yeah. named to the team quite young. Um, yeah, it's someone I can bounce some things off, you know. Did he give you any anything about being him still being younger than you making it? <laughs> yeah. No, not not too much, mate. Not too much. Um, yeah, again, he, he's a great at the game, and um, we're very lucky to have him um, leading the way. Fantastic, fantastic. We kind of joked a little uh, beforehand, and, and maybe Mark pipped you for the youngest <laughs> debut for a Black Sox, but I think he might have just pipped him for the youngest captain. For the Black Sox, I know he was twenty four, mm. and he, but that was at a World Cup. He would have been named captain before that, so it'd be interesting to see where uh, where that where that lies. Either way, both of you, uh, well, he had an amazing career, and you're mm. going to have one on your uh, way as well. Um, Cole, anything you'd like to say to the public in general, just about the game itself, or, or, or their support of the Sox? Yeah, oh, we do hands down have the best support. Um, on the world stage. Um, just the amount of people that get out to the park and the amount of just quality supporters, you know, they're not, they don't just out to the park. They follow. Um, yeah. They just follow the black Sox through and through. Um, yeah. It's something that as a, as a side and especially as a captain, we don't take that support lightly. Um, and yeah, fingers crossed we can get that world series going ahead next year because I think the park will, will be rocking um, with some quality support. So, yeah, really looking forward to that um, tournament next season, next year. Fantastic. So am I. 
Yeah, very, very <laughs> much so. I um, can't wait to, to be for you, and uh, um, and I know we've kind of chatted a little bit, but uh, you know I've been lucky enough to be out of Auckland and experience softball starting up this season, and um, and everywhere that I've been, there is a genuine buzz around playing sport right now. Uh, type thing, and, and of course our sport in softball. So you can only imagine what height, what level that'll get to if we get to a World Cup stage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly, mate. Fantastic. Sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got a couple more. Just oh, then, yeah. uh, Cole, we uh, we talked to Travis Wilson this morning. Yes. You know, he uh, he got scouted and tapped on the shoulder at a young age after his uh, first few years in the socks. Have you had anything like that, mate? No, not not in regards to softball, mate. I mean, obviously, his career was was very impressive, uh, and I'm really looking forward to that podcast coming out to to hear sort of his story, but. No, nah, not in regards to anything like that, mate. And any intentions of uh, getting an ISC under your belt or something like that? Yeah, thing, I mean, fingers crossed I can get there um, over the next year or so. Um, yeah, it's just been hard these last couple of years with, with the whole COVID and things like that. It's been pretty tough um, in regards to just travel in general. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Hopefully I can get over there in the next couple of years and, and give it a good crack. Surely you must have had teams asking you to go to the ISCs already. Who, who are those, if you don't mind letting it out of the bag? Yeah, there's a couple of sides that have been floating around, mate. Um, yeah, sure. there's, there's a couple of quality sides, but it's just it hasn't worked out over the last couple of years. I mean, I've been trying to get my apprenticeship under my belt as well. Yeah, um, of course. And that's sort of tucked away now, so... Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens and I can hopefully get over there in the next year or so. Lots to juggle at 23, mate. Lots it is juggle. indeed. Um, English or English passport? No, I don't. No, I, uh, Kiwi passport? No, yeah. Unfortunately, couldn't get it. My old man, um, well, my granddad, he's Welsh, so my dad managed to get one, but um, oh, yeah, we, we just be your, sort of fall. Yeah, yeah it's got to be immediate family, so we just we just fall a bit short of that, uh, which is a shame, but he's nah, the right as well. It's the most prestigious passport of the world in the Kiwi one at the moment. I'll have you know, uh, Damien. So I thought, I thought got the, the right one. I thought the vaccine passport was the most prestigious <laughs> passport. That's going to be, that's for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Hey, next year, if you do get the chance to go to the ICs, of course, Travis Wilson will be inducted into the IC Hall of Fame. So he'll show you a beer. Uh, be great. And, yeah, and he's shouting the beers too if you make that uh, Hall of Fame <laughs> breakfast. So um, it'd be a nice one to touch and. I'm sure plenty of Kiwis going to try and get over the ICs next year. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. Hey, Cole, um, you talked about what the team's going to do before the next World Cup. What What's your goals, mate? What do you want to tick off the, the box before or improve on over the next whatever months it must be? Yeah, I mean, again, fingers crossed we can get back to playing some games, but um, just want to get back into it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, it's, it has been a little while since we've, since we've played now. I mean, we ended at clubs in, in March or whatever, and this has probably been the longest layoff from softball I've, I've had in a long time. So, yeah, dust off the cobwebs especially, and then uh, oh, there's always room to improve, mate. I, I just want to keep getting better and, and keep improving, and, and hopefully um, that goes a long way in, in helping us bring home our World Championships on, a, on home soil next season. Amen. Well done, well done. Uh, actually, i got another one now. Dude, if um, a young fella taking up the game of softball, what advice would the Black Sox captain give that young fella? Or fella-ress? Or fella-ress. Mm-hmm. Just to enjoy it. 
it's, it's as simple as that. Just enjoy it, whether that be training or games. Um, just make sure you're turning up with the right attitude and, and enjoy what you're doing. Um, if it starts to become a chore, then you shouldn't be doing it. It's, it's the love of the game and, and the enjoyment that, that keeps you going and yeah, it makes you better. And through all your levels, you're just still playing softball? Yeah, I mean, and it's sort of nothing's changed yeah. since the age of 10 to now. I just, yeah, I'm obsessed with the game and that's what I love and uh, hopefully I can do that for as long as possible. Nice. Nice, nice. Last one, uh, and everyone will have gathered from listening to you here on this uh, podcast. You've always been quite a good speaker. Um, put a camera in front of your face, put a microphone in front of your face, whatever it tomato may be. Tomato sauce. Yeah, <laughs> or a tomato sauce bottle <laughs> and, and white horse, that's right. Um, how did that come about? How did you, how did you become okay with, with speaking? Yeah, I'm not too sure, mate, to be honest. I mean, I've sort of always just tried to, be myself in front of the camera or whatever was, was happening um, and just yeah, be confident in what you're doing. It's, I guess it's the same as playing. Um, if, you, if you be confident, people believe you. So just try and be as confident as possible. And I mean, I always enjoyed watching um, sort of post, post-game interviews and things like that um, on the telly, whether that be after the All Blacks game or, or after a Premier League game or whatever was on the telly at the time. Um, and I thought, geez, I want to be there one day. So any chance I get... Um, to jump in front of the camera, um, yeah, I, I try and grab with both hands and, and try and really push our sport out there because I just remember back to that young kid who was sitting at home on the couch or whatever and, and got to see softball in the telly and sort of his heroes come on after after the game and talk and yeah, hopefully I can sort of maybe inspire another couple of kids to get, get into the game and, and hopefully have the same experience as I have because it's been a pretty good ride so far. Pretty good ride indeed. Well, Cole, thank you so much uh, again, mate, for coming along here tonight uh, on our virtual couch all the way from uh, from Auckland. Uh, we appreciate the time that you've taken. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, you were happy about the Ramblers cap in the shelf up there. Yeah, that's outstanding. <laughs> it's okay. You can trade it for a Northcote one anyone, anytime you like, <laughs> just say. Uh, but, uh, no, in fairness, though, thank you, man, uh, for taking the time. Thank you for sharing as well. You know, some of those stories, you know, the touching one, we're going to see a granddad when you were named captain and uh, having that special moment with him and, uh, and just being open about it and sharing your story in sport. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks very much. There you go, ladies and gentlemen, 23 years old. Doesn't get old for him because he's just racking them up. Racking them up indeed. Three medals so far at World Cups. Silver at Junior, silver at the men's, but a gold in 2017. Plenty more of those to come. National Championships. Now, now at Ramblers, they're on the run. Three of those so far and multiple NFC and Junior titles. Cole even works hard plays hard but he plays fair standing in the shadow of his idol Derek Jeter thank you for joining Beyond the Dugger beauty thanks for that man cheers fellas hasn't won an under 15 national tournament what is he doing with himself look hard at yourself Cole Evans look hard at yourself Try to achieve a little bit. No, are you kidding me? This guy, man, what, what, what? Already in a in a young career, uh, the achievements that he's got, and sky's the limit. Really, mm. is. 
I know we joke about the under 15, but look how he bounced back. You know, if he didn't win it, he came yeah. back and uh, did it twice as hard. Mate, um, how diplomatic and nice is that young man? Very <laughs> you know? much so. Um, I know he's earlier on and he probably doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers just yet, but um, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. And no wonder you couldn't find any dirt on him. You could take him home to your mother, couldn't you? You right probably could, there. yeah. Uh, fantastic young man. and I, I, One of the stories in this uh, interview that kind of really highlights the type of person he is, and that was when he was named captain, sure he made a couple of phone calls, but didn't ring his granddad, mm. made the point of driving up there, telling him in person, just so he could experience it, his granddad could experience that together. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that tears in their eyes. Um, might have, might have teared up myself um, when he told it, but uh, yeah, very cool to share that in person, uh, especially because he didn't get to share it with his parents because reporters broke that for him. <laughs> but um, yeah, very cool. It's about respect, isn't it? No mm. wonder Derek Jeter's his uh, his idol. Captain. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The captain. Yeah, imagine if he ever gets to that status of being called the captain. We'll see. Five, like, five World Series, maybe? Yeah. Go for the record. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, that's what we hope. Fingers crossed, but Absolutely. another one coming in December next year. It's uh, championships, Cole. <laughs> Not just five. Um, dude, next week coming up, we've got a big one. We already uh, let it out that we've, we've got them coming up, mm-hmm. and it is Travis Wilson. Yeah, this is one we've had on the list for a while. Um, obviously, you know, a lot of people send us messages when the um, the – uh, College World Series was on TV and, and how well the whole country uh, got behind him. Every baller knew um, Travis was coaching on that on that staff for Florida State. And yeah, the, the, the Texas back and forth trying to lock him down, but um, he was all for it. It was just trying to find the time and I'm so glad we got some. National champion in New Zealand. Mm. Black Sox. Baseball, Atlanta Braves. New Zealand cricket team. He actually took the field for them. Yeah, I saw that. College World Series coaching. Yeah. Dude, can you name anyone else has done all of that? I can you just um little little respect on it. Black Sox World Champion. That's right. Yeah, let's just throw that out there. Yeah, so, man, and and um, yeah, cricketer as well. <laughs> yeah. On the on the black cap, and uh, yeah, apparently he did take the field. So, mate, done it all. Has indeed. Well. Travis Wilson next week, ladies and gentlemen, will be a treat and really looking forward to uh, passing that one on to you. Uh, and thank you so much uh, for tuning in this week. It's been great to have you along. May you look after each other, especially you, our friends up in the north. And, of course, the rest of you around the country, smash those home runs, run those bases, look after each other, and have a bloody ball doing it. What do you reckon, DC? Absolutely. Another summer in the sun. Another summer in the sun, indeed. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That'll do us for episode 29. Was Cole Evans this week on the 29th of October. It's been a great pleasure spending some time with you and you taking the time to spend some time with us. We appreciate it. Don't forget to get yourself some merch on behalf of Damien Collins and Jason Gibbs, a.k.a. Chopper. It's been great talking with you tonight. Kakiti. See you, guys. Happy birthday again, old man. Be on the dugout, lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard, you be running round the bases Do it for your teammates, do it for the fam Do it for your city, true ballers understand You gotta work together, you gotta find a way Put your body on the line and make that play Be on the dugout
the dugout Lace them up and we run out Step up to the place, swing away, or you get struck out Picture on the mound like you don't wanna face this Hit it so hard you be running around the face Beyond the dugout Beyond the dugout Beyond the dugout Beyond the dugout